اولم ڈو دم ناٹ یو دے سی ان اللہ در انڈیڈ اللہ اللہ از دا ون ہو خل قسم These people who deny Allah, these people who deny Allah's messenger, do they not see that Allah is the one who has created the skies and the earth? وَلَمْ and not يَعْيَ He failed or he became tired بِخَلْقِهِنَّ with their creation. Meaning, when Allah created the skies and the earth, He did not يَعْيَ The word يَعْيَ from the root letters عَيْن يَا يَا عِيْ is to basically lack strength. When is it that you lack energy, you lack strength, when you've been working for too long, right? And after a couple of hours or after the whole day, you don't find any more strength in you. You lack strength. You know like right before iftar time, right? Maybe an hour or two before that. So what happens? This is ri. You don't have any more energy reserves left within yourself. So, لَمْ يَعْيَ بِخَلْقِهِنَّ So ri is basically to lose one's strength. To become tired, fatigued. Then the word is also used for being unsuccessful. Because if you start doing something, and halfway through you get exhausted, are you going to complete your work? Or even if you do complete the work, are you going to do it with excellence? No, you won't. For example, if you're working on a project, and you've spent too much time, way too much time on the research. And now when it's time to put everything together, you're done. Mentally, exhausted, you know, you have no interest in doing it, so you just basically put it all together to submit it. You, you do it in order to get over it. So you're not completely successful in that. This is when a person is not successful in the work that they're doing. They fail. وَلَمْ يَعْيَ بِخَلْقِهِنَّ Meaning Allah did not get tired upon creating the skies and the earth. He did not fail in the creation of the skies and the earth. It's not that everything was invested in the creation of the skies and the earth, and so now his resources are depleted. No. وَلَمْ يَعْيَ The one who created the skies and the earth, and did not get tired after creating them, is he not بِقَادِر? Is he not able, capable of, عَلَىٰ upon أَنْ يُحْيِيَ الْمَوْتَىٰ That he should give life to the dead ones. الْمَوْتَىٰ is a plural of the word, مَيِّد. Meaning if he can create the skies and the earth, what made you think that he cannot resurrect the creation? He cannot resurrect the dead. Who wouldn't be able to resurrect the dead? The one who has run out of his resources. The one who's run out of his strength and his ability. Allah's ability is unlimited. He is qadir, qadir. Bala, of course, innahu ala kulli shay'in qadir. Indeed, he is over all things capable. So Allah is the one who created this creation. He did not fail in this creation. He will complete what he intended for his creation. Another message over here is, you see if Allah would create the skies and the earth and just let them be. There is no resurrection, no accounting. This would be what? An incomplete plan. Isn't it? That halfway through the project has been left. No, it has to be completed. And resurrecting the dead and calling people to account is part of the plan. It is part of completing the plan. In Surah Ghafir, Ayah 57, Allah says, لَخَلْقُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ أَكْبَرُ مِنْ خَلْقِ النَّاسِ وَلَكِنَّ أَكْثَرَ النَّاسِ لَا يَعْلَمُونَ 
You see the skies and the earth are mentioned over here. And the resurrection of people is being proven? Yes. Because the one who can create the skies and the earth can resurrect people also. Because the skies and the earth are much bigger entities than people. وَيَوْمَ And on the day when يُعْرَضُوا He will be presented. Who? الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا Those who disbelieve. They will be presented على النار over the fire. Meaning right now, they are in a state of denial. Tomorrow, they will be sent to their punishment. And right there, they will be asked, أَلَيْسَ هَذَا بِالْحَقِّ Is this not the truth? Isn't this what you were denying? And isn't it true? You said that there is no resurrection. What happened? قَالُوا بَلَى وَرَبِّنَا They will say, of course, by our Lord, it is true. وَالْجَنَّةُ حَقُّ وَالنَّارُ حَقُّ وَالسَّاعَةُ حَقُّ But in this life, they were in denial. قَالَ فَذُوقُ الْعَذَابِ قَالَ He will say, فَذُوقُ الْعَذَابِ So taste the punishment. بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَكْفُرُونَ Because you used to disbelieve. Meaning now you're accepting and you're acknowledging and you're believing is not going to help. Because the time to believe is where? It is right now, in this life. So the Prophet ﷺ is advised at the end of the surah that فَصْبِرْ Be patient. So be patient. Be patient over what? Over the hurt of your people. Their rejection and their denial and their opposition and their mockery. Be patient. Do not give up. Carry on your work. Because that is what sabr means. Right? Sabr is habsun nafs. To hold oneself firm. Right? Sabr is istiqama. Sabr is that you don't allow yourself to go off track. You don't allow yourself to stop. This is what sabr is. So, fasbir, be patient, as in carry on your work. Just because people are denying, just because these doors are closed, that doesn't mean you should stop your efforts. Because think about the state the Prophet ﷺ was in. Makkah was now closing its doors. Abu Talib is gone. Abu Lahab has refused. There is no protection in Makkah. Ta'if also didn't work. So now what? Allah says, carry on. Don't stop. What a beautiful lesson. Because sometimes we want to do something, right? We start, it doesn't go. We try again, it doesn't go well. And we think, maybe it's not meant to be. Maybe I'm not supposed to do this. No. Carry on. You know, for instance, when you started in your first year, let's say of high school or, or university, the first few exams that you took, how did they go? How were they? Excellent? Did you have those moments when you cried? When you felt like, maybe it's not meant for me, I could just give up. Khalas, it's over. It happens. We go through failures, and failures are necessary. Because they teach us. Right? So, at that time of failure, at that time of loss, what does Allah say to the Prophet ﷺ? Fasbir, be patient, continue. Yes, this door is closed. Yes, that door is closed. Find another one. Find another way. Fasbir, kama sabara, just as he was patient. Who was patient? Ulul azmi min al-rusul. Ulul azmi, those of determination. Azm. And what does azm mean? Firm resolve. That when a person does not give up, nor does he change his mind. So ulul azm, 
those of determination min ar-rusul of the messengers meaning those prophets who were who were very very determined who didn't stop their work despite the difficulties they endured ulul azmi min ar-rusul and who were these prophets the first of them is nuh alayhi salam what was his azm what was his resolve and determination he had to carry on for how long 950 years 950 years and he had to change his strategy many many times we'll study this in surah nuh inshallah that how he tried in different ways to do da'wah i mean that is some azm resolve after nuh alayhi salam ibrahim alayhi salam he is also of the ulul azm how was he of the ulul azm who was he dealing with his people right his own tribe and then after that after that who namrud right so many encounters with different people azm determination and ibrahim alayhi salam's difficulties were personal right because we see that how his father turned against him he had to leave his own people right his father said that you better stop or i am going to kill you imagine and then he leaves and then he's married and he doesn't have a baby for so long And then what happens? Nimrud captures his wife, Sara, all right? Then finally with Hajar, he has a baby and then he has to leave the baby where in Makkah. Personal struggles, right? Personal losses. But despite that, along with, you know, with that Ibrahim alayhi salam, he continued. That was his sabr. That was his resolve. Then we see Musa alayhi salam. He is also of the ulul azmi min ar-rusul. What was his azm? What was his firm resolve against who? A king like Firaun and a people like Bani Israil. That was his azm. Then we see after Musa alayhi salam, Isa alayhi salam. He is also of the ulul azmi min ar-rusul. How? That he had to deal with the Bani Israil. And then finally the fifth prophet of the ulul azm is Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam. Some have said that ulul azmi min ar-rusul basically is referring to all of the prophets. Ulul azm is just a description of the prophets. Right? Min over years of bayan. It's not of tab'id. Tab'id is some of and bayan is i.e. that is. All right? So fasbir kama sabara ulul azmi min ar-rusul be patient O Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam just as those of determination among the messengers were patient wala tasta'jil lahum wala and do not tasta'jil you be impatient lahum for them for who for your people meaning do not be impatient for their punishment do not be hasty for this matter to be over it will take time wala tasta'jil lahum and for now it seems as if it's a long time but very soon كَأَنَّهُمْ It will be as if they يَوْمَ يَرَوْنَ The day that they will see مَا يُعَدُونَ That which they have been promised Meaning the punishment The day that these people will actually see the punishment They will be لَمْ يَلْبَسُوا They will feel like they did not remain إِلَّا سَاعَةً بِالنَّهَارِ Except an hour of the day Right now Minutes feel like hours And hours feel like days and days feel like weeks and months and that is what happens when things get difficult and time seems to pass very very slowly isn't it 
And especially when you're working towards a certain goal. So the Prophet ﷺ, he had been working for so long, 13 years already. Right? So at this point, what happens? We become hasty. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala says, don't rush. لا تستعجل. And that is also part of sabr. Don't rush the results. Don't rush. It will take time. And right now it seems as if it's never going to be over. It will be over. Because on the day of judgment, the same people who are denying you, they will feel like they didn't stay in the world except for one hour. Balagh. Balagh. A notification. Meaning this Qur'an is something to be conveyed and the Prophet ﷺ has conveyed. فَهَلْ يُهْلَكُ Now there's a question. فَهَلْ So will يُهْلَكُ He will be destroyed. إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ Except the people who are disobedient. This is a rhetorical question. What's the answer? It's understood. Right? That of course it is the disobedient people that will be punished. Surah Al-Ahqaf was revealed towards the end of the Meccan era. Right? And after this, what happened? The Prophet ﷺ, very soon he migrated to Medina. He left Mecca. And remember that whenever a prophet of a nation leaves his nation, then what comes next? The punishment. Right? Because the Prophet leaving his nation means that the Prophet did his best to convey the message. He wasn't hasty. He, d- he tried his best multiple times. But the people, they have shown over and over that they will be kafaru. Kafaru, they disbelieve. Past tense meaning their kufr is established. They're not changing. And since they're not changing, what's going to happen now? They, they're not worthy of Allah's mercy anymore because even the messenger has left. So, فَهَلْ يُهْلَكُ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ This is a warning that now the destruction of the people of Mecca will begin. And that is what happened. The Prophet ﷺ migrated to Medina and very soon, as we will see in the next surah, that how the mushrikeen came to fight the Muslims. But what happened? The battle of Badr in which all the major heads of the Kuffar Quraysh, what happened to them? They were finished. They were killed. فَهَلْ يُهْلَكُ إِلَّا الْقَوْمُ الْفَاسِقُونَ it's as if to say that now, if something bad happens to the mushrikeen, whose fault is it? Whose fault is it? It's their own fault. They brought it upon themselves. Recitation. أَوَلَمْ يَرَوْا أَنَّ اللَّهَ الَّذِي خَلَقَ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضَ وَلَمْ يَعْيَ بِخَلْقِهِنَّ بِقَادِرٍ عَلَىٰ يُحْيِيَ الْمَوْتَى بَلَىٰ إِنَّهُ عَلَىٰ كُلِّ شَيْءٍ قَدِيرٌ وَيَوْمَ يُعْرَضُ الَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا عَلَى النَّارِ أَلَيْسَ هَذَا بِالْحَقِّ قَالُوا بَلَىٰ وَرَبِّنَا قَالَ فَذُوقُوا الْعَذَابَ بِمَا كُنْتُمْ تَكْفُرُونَ فَاصْبِرْ كَمَا صَبَرَ أُولُو الْعَزْمِ مِنَ الرُّسُلِ وَلَا تَسْتَعْجِلْ لَهُمْ كَأَنَّهُمْ يَوْمَ يَرَوْنَ مَا يُوْعَدُونَ لَمْ يَلْبَثُوا إِلَّا سَاعَةً مِّن نَّهَارٍ بَلَاغٌ 
Like such a great reflection of how Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala doesn't care about the results. He only cares about the efforts, and which is so different from when we go to school or when we go to work, where nobody cares about the efforts, they just want the results. So it just shows that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, He doesn't care about how much you like are able to produce, because at the end of the day, He only cares about how much you tried for it. I mean, we see even in the court of Fir'aun, what happened? Musa a.s. is doing da'wah to Fir'aun. Fir'aun is not believing, but another person believed. Alright? So it's about the effort. Go ahead. Assalamualaikum. I was just thinking, um, hello, usually when we hear jinn, we get so afraid. But here Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala sent the group of jinn as a way to comfort the Prophet So you never know what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala's plans are. It's amazing. And you know these verses should also make us appreciate the jinn because there are those amongst them who believe and there are those amongst them who don't believe. Right? So we should stop blanketing jinn as all evil. Yes. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, earlier this morning I saw a post by Ustaz Nu'man and it was about Surah Al-Gawthar and how the Prophet used to recite it for the sake of comfort because it was sent as a reassurance for him and he's like instead we use it when we're running out of time so we can recite it quickly and I felt like it reminded me of this because again the Prophet when he was distressed when he was upset and he when he was hurting he turned to Salah and he turned to the Quran and its recitation to help us or to help him uh, you know to feel comforted and Allah you know, helped him him through that and it's just that subhanAllah the Quran isn't just something like it's not something we learn on the weekend it's not something just to be recite and then put it away and okay I'm done my lesson for the day it's we should be you know we should feel a connection to it we should feel our hearts you know softening we should feel support and warmth from it when we learn from it it is shifa'un lima fi sudur it is healing for that which is in the heart Assalamu alaikum. Um, these two ayahs, it shows that Allah comforts uh, the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. And at the same time, he shows uh, that's not in your hand, who can be guided or not. Even though, and because he was uh, very disappointed of these people, how hard they, they make his life and everything. But Allah showed him that not only people, but jinn can be guided if Allah's will. Yes. So it's, it, says, it shows like... Some situations that we are in in life, we just want to how we plan it. But it can be like that, something like that. So this is very... Yes, the trust Allah's plans. Right? Over here. Assalamu alaikum. I would just like to share a story just like Auntie Noor had said. And it really just a little inspired. louder, please. Yes. And it really inspired me. Uh, incident happened yesterday at my workplace, which is totally non-Muslim. Okay. And... In the around evening time, I was assessing a patient. She came in the clinic, and I was doing my work. And she said, "You know what? Your scarf is so beautiful." I said, "Okay, thank you." And I was continuing my work. And she said, "You know what? Islam is a beautiful religion." I stopped. Automatically, I stopped, and I looked at her. She was an old lady very frail and she was talking to me she said 
Islam is so beautiful and Muhammad is a great person. I said, yes, indeed. <laughs> and my heart was pumping, <laughs> like now. <laughs> and she said, you know what? I'm reading Quran. And like, I cannot explain the feeling. <laughs> what, like, I was in the place where nobody knows what Islam is. And the patients, they come in, they are also non-Muslim. And the lady who is more than 70, like just crossed her life, age, and she said, I'm reading Quran. So that gave me a hope, like maybe she is toward the step of accepting Islam, and maybe I'm the means. Inshallah. That's all. Jazakallah. Over here also. Assalamualaikum. That reminded me of something that happened at my workplace yesterday. Um, yesterday, <laughs> lots of things happened, huh? It's Ramadan. There's, yes. there's people Blessed on my month. team that are leaving and going to other departments, so I've also been redeployed. I'm on a part of a new team now, so I'm sitting at a new workstation now. And every day there's somebody bringing food or baking something or sharing food, whatever, every day. The past couple of days I haven't been eating, and yesterday... There was, you know, more food. The person that's sitting next to me now, she's also elderly. She's a grandmother, uh, non-Muslim. There's not many Muslims there. She's like, oh, you're not eating? And I'm like, no, I'm fasting. She's like, oh, again today? And I'm like, yeah, again today. <laughs> and she, then she's like looking back. She's like, you know what? In, in, the ne- in my next life, I hope I'm Muslim. And I looked at her. Like, I stopped my work and I looked at her. And I'm like, what? She's like, yeah, it, it, you know, it's so beautiful. And I, I'm learning more about it. And I'm like oh, thinking to myself, okay, maybe not in your next life. Maybe I can do something to help. <laughs> I was just thinking about how Alice mentioned the failure like it was supposed to be a failure that they went and they weren't successful but then the jinn learned and it wasn't really a failure and so and I was thinking of how most scientific discoveries that were made were supposed to be failures to experiments to some other experiments but then they became a new discovery because that failure well the experiment didn't go Planned. Yes, that's true. I mean, many times our success comes from our failure. It was not yesterday, but in this month, what happened? I was just thinking about Surah Muhammad, right? That we're gonna read, right? So um, the question came into my mind as my students were studying. I said, okay, what is your first name? They said random name. Another student random name, you know, first name. And a Muslim student was um, sitting. He said, my first name is Muhammad. Another Muslim student, Muhammad. Another Muslim name, first name, Muhammad. They were shocked. They were shocked. How come? Right? Then I explained, you know, Muhammad, you know, is the most common name in, you know, in boys. MashaAllah. Okay, go ahead. Assalamu alaikum. I was just thinking about um, these two ayahs now, how the jinn, they just accepted it with just one, just one listening. So we should all pray that it goes into our hearts because we listen and then we move on. We just, it doesn't sometimes have that impact. It had such a strong impact on them. And I was making dua for all of us here that, inshallah, that what we are reading today goes in. I was praying just now that Allah, I want to feel my heart shaking. And, you know, I just started to feel now that it's, it's shaking. If the jinn could change, why not us? So we should all make this dua, inshallah. And, and this should be our concern. 
not just collecting a lot of knowledge and a lot of information, but really taking it to heart. Because if it's not going to heart, then it's not affecting us. Assalamu alaikum. I was just thinking that um, when a gift is presented to someone and they don't value it, then it's given to somebody else who will value it. And that's exactly the example that we see in the jits. The people of Ataif refuse to pay attention. They belittle the Prophet wasallam, And in a way, Allah SWT turned it around and gave it to somebody else who was more deserving at that time. Yes. Just wanted to share that. Bismillah. Assalamu alaikum. I was thinking about the ayah, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, Ansi to remain silent. You know, when the Quran recites, we have to remain silent. Uh, I was listening to Sheikh uh, Muhammad Ratib. He was saying, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, he said, La'allakum turhamun in Surah Araf. So, what is Rahmah? He was saying, Rahmah is Jannah. Rahma is Allah will guide you. Rahma is Allah will make you successful. But if we are, our teacher is teaching and we are texting, we are talking, how the Rahma will come? That's why we have to take a lesson. Look at the jinn. They listen one time and they remain silent. Yeah. So how about us? Yeah. Subhanallah. Another thing I was thinking about the Ulal Azm from the Prophet is the messengers. I was thinking to share with you uh, Mufti Mank, he have uh, the Prophet's stories. Yes. Such a beautiful story and especially when he recites, it touch your heart, his recitation. Yes. So try to listen that if you have time. Jazakallah khair. سبحانك اللهم وبحمدك أشهد أن لا إله إلا أنت أستغفرك وأتوب إليك السلام عليكم ورحمة الله وبركاته